2022. Yay. Was 2021 like four years long? Did I don't know happen? if it was four years long or four seconds long. I don't know either. Uh, it was. What's 2021? <laughs> yeah, was that a thing? I, I, feel, I feel like it went from 2020 to. 2022. 2022. Yes. <laughs> 2020 again. 2022. By the yeah. way, we're celebrating by opening Birds a two. really amazing bottle of Dow. It is called Misho and it is named after the proprietors of Dow Wine, Daniel and George Dow, their sister, Michelle. And it is a blend of Merlot and Cab and it's phenomenal. Can I just it's say that I super love blends? Deep. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's like very oaky, vanilla, tobacco, cherry. That was an amazing description. Really? I'm just like, it's super yummy. It's so good. <laughs> like, I don't know where you guys are at, but I feel like, well, first, we need to take care of a couple points of business. Number one is if you like the Gab Fest. Oh, please. It's not on your normal platforms anymore. It's on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash hi, my name is mom. You know, we were releasing a ton of content and now some of it is on Patreon where you can pay three bucks a month and get all this extra content. And it's good stuff. It's yeah, fun. Three dollars yeah. a month. You're it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, you can listen to us on Apple or Spotify or wherever, but this is kind of like, hi friend. Like, yeah. hi. we're getting really personal. It's a little more like. personal, a little more. Edgy. And we have a whole repertoire of stuff. We're getting ready to uh, put out on Patreon, like all of the interviews we did our at our launch party. party. Yeah. With so. like our exclusive guests. That was so fun. And it's also just, you know, we love, we love being able to do this and it kind of supports us in a way that you probably have no idea how much it means. So anyway, patreon.com slash hi, my name is mom and follow us on all the socials at hi, my name is mom official. Is there anything else we're supposed to say? I don't think so. You can shop our affiliate links in the description yeah. of this episode. Okay, yes. that's it. Let's move on. Yeah. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives. And at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Back in the day, I don't know how you guys did it, but I used to early January of any year, I would just like block out time and sit at a coffee shop and have all this paper in front of me and do bubbles of like areas of my life and how they could overlap and all these goals I wanted to set and what that looked like. And I had, I would go into the year feeling like I had this really clear idea of what I wanted to accomplish. And now I can't even find the time to do that, let alone implement goals. So do you guys do resolutions or goal setting at the beginning of the year? Or you're like, I'm just in another year. Well, can I answer this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have a couple things. The first is I know this amazing woman. Her name is Jewel Tankard and she was the star of a Bravo show that I created called um, Thicker Than Water. Well, I didn't actually create Thicker Than Water, but I created her version, her franchise with the show. And she and her family are this amazing, like self-made millionaires. They just rock everything they touch. And she taught me years and years ago that the way to enter a new year is to make a vision board. And I was like, this sounds ridiculous. It sounds like something I would do in Girl Scouts, you know. <laughs> but really, really, for years and years and years, I have sat down and made a PowerPoint sort of like collage of everything I want to happen in a year. And I will tell you that year after year after year, looking at that on the inside of our pantry door, those things have come true. It's almost like willing them into existence. And I love it so much. 
truly some of it's really silly. Like a couple years back, I remember it's like, you know, develop this series, have baby girl. And like, I, I just, it's like, it all just happened. It's like, yeah. you just make it happen. Since having kids, they love pictures. They love doing things like that. But I started this new thing with them this year that I'm really kind of excited about. I read about it on a mom blog and I wish I could remember which one. But she was like, here's what you do. You sit down with your kids and you're like, what are three things that you want to leave behind from the previous year? What are three things you didn't like? What are three things that made you feel icky? What are three things you just didn't like about the way that year unfolded? And you write those down. And then you write, what are three things that you want to happen in the next year? And you write those down. And they're not goals. Maybe they're, maybe they're goals. Maybe they're more like tangible things. Like I want a kitchen renovation, things like that. And then you burn them. And so my kids loved writing these goals down and then burning their intentions. And it was such a... So you don't just burn the stuff you don't want. No, like you burn, you it. burn, you burn it all. Burn it. You just burn it. You let it go. And it's like, you've said it. We've, we've talked about it. We talked about what we want and we do it. So I'm sort of doing a mix of both of those things. Because and I you've love done them. it already or you're yeah, doing we did it. it? No, we did it on the first. Oh, that's so impressive. Nice. I'm so behind. It took no time and my kids are pyros. So it was a win. <laughs> Oh it was gosh. a win all the way around, but I loved it. And I, I still, I just, I still love the vision board. I love the vision board. It does. It looks like oh a gosh. cosmopolitan, like, you know, page. Fire. Yes. Bring in the new year with fire. fire. <laughs> Not just fireworks, but fire. I love that stuff. I think there's a place for resolutions. I personally do not do New Year's resolutions, and I've said this year after year. I I think that there's so much that can happen in a year that just changes things. I don't think it can, for me, like, oh, it's 2020 or 2021 or 2022 or 2017 or whatever year it is. I feel like as long as I kind of wake up every day and be the best version of myself— that that's what I'm going to strive for. And on those days that I'm not like, I can always wake up the next day and start that day. And so I'm all for it. But, but at the same time, I set goals year round. And so I think that's kind of why I'm not a big new year's resolution person, just because if we get an idea in November, I'm going to go balls to the wall and, and set some goals. Um, I'm not, I'm not a dreamer. I like to take my dreams and put a plan. If I do have a dream, I put a plan behind it and I figure out how to make money. And that's like, I I do that all year long, no matter whatever it is. So I personally, I hate New Year's resolutions just for me. I'm like, (laughs) nope, nope, not doing it. Is it because you're like, why has it got to be January to do something good? Yeah, that's exactly it. Because I think about when everyone- Fresh start anytime. When everyone's like, oh my gosh, I hate 2020. I'm like, really? It was like the best year of my life. Or like when I think about 2021, I got to celebrate my, I had two losses. One was really devastating with the physical healing that it took. But I also- you know, we, we bought a fun house. We went on vacation. My daughter turned one. I had some amazing memories with my friends. Like there's so there. I always look at it as, did you have a, did you have a good day or did you have a good five minutes? Did you have a bad day or did you have a bad five minutes? Right. I think everything is like so perspective. And so that's a great way to I look at that. it. Well, and I think that's a lot of parenthood. You know, we've kind of talked about this where it's like sometimes in the moment you feel overwhelmed, but your overwhelm, overwhelming feeling is to be 
like very fulfilled or happy or whatever. Yeah. One of the things that I love that I would love to start implementing again this year is um, when I lived in LA, there was a year or two where I did this thing where I journaled positivity, like a mm-hmm. journal of positive thoughts. So it's like, if something happened that sucked, you would kind of try to find the silver lining, the learning experience or the whatever. And I'm not yeah. like, like, oh, let's poop strawberries. Like, I understand that life is Wait, hard. you don't poop strawberries? Oh, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to smell my seat. butt? <laughs> <laughs> my butt smells like strawberries. Oh my <laughs> but I do think there's something to reminding yourself that there is something good that comes out of most things. Not all things. Some yeah. things do just suck. Right. And we've all been through those things that just mm-hmm. suck. But I think it's important to go, you know what, amidst a day, like what good did happen? Yeah. What did happen? I mean, right now I'm like up to my ears in when are my kids going to ever be back in school? And that's mm-hmm. tough. But at the same time, I, I feel really lucky to have had these minutes of just beauty where Bash is telling Teddy, oh, my sweet girl. Oh, my little Teddy Quinn. Oh, my Aww. sweet baby girl. And I'm like just watching the love between brother and sister. That's like, does that outweigh anything? that happened today 100% that doesn't mean you can't be like that moment was and I'm whining because of that that's how they say like the days are long and the years are short so true Mm -hmm. but like I also think that um gratefulness and stress can coexist oh yeah and like I just I, I think that if you just know that every day going into whatever it is like for me that works you know, some of the things that I like to use January for, I mean, we all know the big things. Everyone every year is- It's like, not dry, man. No, it's not dry. <laughs> and I'm, I'm probably not going to lose 15 pounds. Maybe I'll lose five, but I'm not going to lose 15 pounds. I know those things. Those things are never my resolutions, to your point, Kayla. Yeah. Every year I do something like three years ago, I, I hated feta cheese and blue cheese. And I was like, I'm going to- like these cheeses this year. And You're going to work on your palate. And I did. I started, I, I, well, I loved them as a kid. And See, then I, I wish I liked days. cheese less. There you go. We just <laughs> well, ate a massive <laughs> cheese board. <laughs> I know. Well, I had to make my New like Year's resolution, things. like cheesy less. There's just these goals. Sometimes cheese there's cheese. just goals. And like last year, I wanted to learn how to cook Indian food. And that was a big thing for That's me. Something I would never place. I know. This year it's French macarons. So I have a, I have a, they're little things that I want to check off of like my life bucket list. They're not so much like I love businesses that. or resolutions. They're like things that I need. They're self-improvement things that I need I'm to do. all for the bucket list. I was just telling you the other day that I learned the authentic way to cook some Mexican dishes for Loxley's first birthday. Yeah. And like, to me, one of the biggest compliments is people ask me, who was your caterer at Loxley's first birthday? And I'm like, yes. Me. And so like over the holidays, me John and me. I, yeah, John <laughs> and I were chatting that like every year, I think I want to learn an authentic recipe and then write them down on her 18th birthday. She has like 18 recipes that I've learned and like kind of made my own. But like, so those type of things, I don't necessarily say as resolution as like bucket list. But things. they are, like, they're, they're, they're sort of goals. But I Not think, even right. bucket list, because isn't that like do before you die? Like it can just be like fun <laughs> things in life to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do. like, I, I'm, I think it is the commercialized mm-hmm. January yeah. like goals that make me insane. Cr- yeah, I cringe I'm too. like, why, like why stay fat till January? Like why can't? <laughs> Being fat is fun. You might want to try it sometime. Yeah, like, I mean, John- Says the fatty of the group no, oh my John god if you're calling yourself fat then no 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 i want that was not anything i'm just saying like why does everybody want to lose weight in january if you want to lose weight start, because bikini season is coming up and the yummy food is behind in September. us start like who I, in the world would go on a diet coming up to october november and december no one in their right mind no but i'm saying 
You guys know what I'm saying. Okay, I'm going to be labeled a fat shamer. I'm not a fat shamer. I am not a fat shamer whatsoever. Goodbye. I get what you're saying. I think I used to do resolutions and now I just kind of treat it as a reset like yeah, a good reset because because it does feel like your balls to the wall from thanksgiving to christmas as moms and i feel like when we were getting ready to record this episode i was looking up like what are some great ideas for you know goals to set yeah. and all it did was make like give me ideas that i didn't need to have where i'm like oh yeah i'm never gonna do that yeah and instead i feel like in this mom life, my biggest goal is to do less yep. because what happens is that, oh, you hit January 1 and you want to do all these things. And then it becomes so convoluted and complicated and busy in my head that sometimes it's harder to go. I can just be here with my kids because they're not back in school yet because of X, Y, Z, because of snow and COVID and all these other things. So instead of just being with my kids, I feel like I'm supposed to be productive, which we've talked about, right? And it's just how I'm built. And instead of being able to enjoy that time with my kids, I'm just going like, well, what could or should I be doing? Well, the answer is nothing. Right. The answer is who cares? It can wait a couple weeks and just chill the F out and hang out with your kids. And that's a very hard thing for me to do. So my, probably my biggest goal is to do less and be okay with that. Yeah. That's interesting because that's really a big part of mine. Really? what One of my goals was to say no more, but, but a targeted no. And I don't mean no to my kids. I don't mean no to my husband. I mean, take myself out of things that don't matter to yes. me and my particular or that doesn't It doesn't matter in that moment. Right. I, I volunteer a lot and I'm very proud of the things I volunteer to do, but I do need to take on less. And I also think that that means prioritizing the things that matter to me. And I will tell you, I suck at this. At like, just like you, I you like do. to be busy. I know this. I suck at downtime. Remember when we talked about all of the room mom stuff and oh, I yeah. just like casually suggested, well, maybe just do a rotation. And you were like, I will not do a rotation. And I was like, okay, so we're not doing a rotation. <laughs> that is such a like finite amount of time. But it's like the other stuff is forever, right? Like it's like they're in school 12 years. So it could go on 12 years, but the room mom stuff's like five years. But the, the rest of it, like- I felt so bad the other day because as we've all talked about, we all have really involved husbands, right? Yeah. And my incredible husband woke up on Sunday, got to work at like 5.30 in the morning in, in our in our home office, obviously. But I was like sitting my ass on the sofa for five hours binging the end of you. I was going to watch, and I, by the way, I thought that you ended at season two. I didn't realize I have a whole other 10 episodes to watch. No, you do. I am very yeah, excited. Season, season so, three. Yes. Season two is the best season, I, I have in my heard opinion. That. Well, season three was a letdown for Everybody me keeps saying season two is great, and, and season two was amazing for me, but all I wanted to do is that. Yeah. My husband gets this wild hair, and he's like, I'm going to take the tree down. By the way, it's like, I don't know, mid-January at this point. <laughs> Ours he, isn't done either for what it's worth. So we, he took the tree down. He took all these decorations, did it all by himself. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there having me time. The kids are quiet. They're playing games. They're calm. They're reading. Like they're doing kid stuff that doesn't involve me, which is wonderful. But I am feeling so guilty for sitting on that sofa with my coffee in my robe and just doing nothing. And Adrian kept saying, don't feel bad. I have energy. I'm doing this now. You'll get a second win later. And I'm like, but if I don't, I don't want to feel guilty. Your about husband that. is me. Right. That's what's so funny. That's Your husband is like, me. Yes, it is. It's and so you are my husband. Yeah. I'm like, Ty and I are just like, I'm taking it easy. <laughs> Sunday morning. Letting it roll off. How do I, Sunday how morning. Do I, uh, <laughs> I need, I need, I need a husband to give me permission because 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys. How about you just FaceTime me when you need permission and we'll put like Adrian or Ty or Adrian or Corey. She could be a husband. We could put them <laughs> be up like, there and be okay. like, tell her it's okay. Because I feel like my husband is being generous when he gives me 10 minutes in the bathtub alone before he puts Loxley in there with me. Oh, yeah. Like, cause Loxley and I take a bath every night. We have since she was like two Aww. weeks old. It is like our special time. Now we have like the alphabet letters in there. And I we love like, those. And it's so much fun. Like she can do her colors. And so it's so funny because sometimes I'll be like, all right, I'm going to start a bath. And he's like, yeah, I'll bring her in in 10 minutes. You soak. And I'm like, thanks for 10 minutes. I do that too, where I feel like if I take a moment for this, I can't take a moment for that. Right. And it's not even that my husband puts that on me. It's just how I feel. I put that Uh, on myself. Yeah. But it's so funny to me because he's like, I'll give you 10 minutes. Like, and he, oh, he's being so generous. Oh, oh, babe, you can have 10 whole minutes. Yeah. And I was just (laughs) like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you do realize that I still have to work full time and I'm with her all day by myself, which I, I love. Like, I absolutely love it. But it's not easy though. No, Mm -hmm. it's not easy. That's why I say stress and like, and like gratitude can coexist because I can't have a phone call without a screaming kid in the background. And that is stressful. But like. Do I want the alternative? No. I want her to be there screaming. I love it. I would have a little bit of the alternative. (laughs) (laughs) Part of what I would love to talk about is I I think everyone that listens to this podcast understands our lives as moms and and kind of uh, knows us in that way. But one thing we haven't talked about since except maybe the very, very, like very much scratching the surface on since the first episode of our first season is what we do outside of mom being moms. And we all three have careers outside of this podcast and outside of being a mom. And um, now our lives are very much about trying to balance that. So one thing I think would be kind of cool is that I don't know that our listeners know us outside of mommyhood yeah we're three years later this is wow that's true so for instance kayla i think a lot of our listeners know a lot of details about your fertility journey but maybe don't understand how you have like a billion businesses and how you turn everything into i don't either (laughs) (laughs) so when i met kayla she was a person who from the way i saw it flipped everything because she told me how she flipped her wedding she made money on her wedding by selling stuff afterwards. Yeah. And then she told me about a pair of Lubitons. By the she, way, I turned that into a reality show. You did. did. So that's it's, how we met. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. But hitch, she told me about hitch and flip. She, she bought what a pair of called? Lubitons. Yeah, hitch and flip. <laughs> hitch and flip. <laughs> someone's going to sell it. Someone, someone's going to hear hitch that or hitch, hitch, and sell it. Uh, uh, hitch then flip. Or, you so heard it here first. Remember. So <laughs> when the first night I met Kayla, she told me about how she'd bought a pair of Lubitons at like TJ Maxx or Nordstrom Rack or something that Nordstrom were like a, track. a size eight Nordstrom. or something. She they could, weren't even my size. They weren't her size, but she bought them because she knew she could sell them for more. And then I called Jen and I was like, okay, you need to meet this girl. She's she's yeah. hilarious and charming and Which she flips I everything. Okay. I, if there's any bougie moms on here, I bought these shoes at Nordstrom's Rack for wait I love that it's possessive I just I just it's snorted. actually I, Nordstrom rack I can't ever say it right it's not you Nordstrom's have, you, who is Nordstrom Nordstrom's deserves a rack um, okay. <laughs> it's Nordstrom's rack Nordstrom's rack it is their rack no one else's rack you know what oh it's good tomato tomato um, anyway <laughs> I love you, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> anyways I bought these shoes for like $350 and they were a $1,200 pair of shoes and you knew it and I knew it and so I I thought to myself, I could at least make 200 bucks on these things, you know? And they were the new, like the spike, like stud. Like oh, yeah. Nude, ah, I wish like, I had those right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The electro stud nude, like 
pumps or whatever, like $13.99, $1,400 actually. And I put them on Poshmark. They didn't really sell. So I put them into like a luxury consignment shop here in Nashville. And um, this is kind of crazy. She told me they, they were in the shop for like six months and the lady told me, they weren't selling or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so I went to pick them up and they sold immediately and she never like told me that or whatever. <laughs> and so, oh, this is a different pair. I, I've sold two of them, but this is this is a crazy story. And so um, they sold and they lost all record of it, but I had the signed agreement that I would receive no less than 900 for these shoes because they told they get 20% and they told me that they could, they're like, oh, they're $1,400. We could sell them for 1100 and whatever. And so I was supposed to get, I said, I need at least like 900 in my pocket. And we agreed on like eight something. And so anyways, they had to cut me a check like six months later because oh they, they gosh. told, it was like such a gnarly situation, but I, long story short, I ended up making like 500 bucks on these shoes. That's pretty good. And I Not thought bad. that's Jeez. a good flip, you know? Yeah. And the other thing is that, so Sorry. <laughs> when we get really busy during the holidays, one of the things that takes up Kayla's time is she has this very successful line of guitar straps and also diaper bag straps, purse straps. I mean, then they, yeah. when I say successful, I mean, Kayla says She's her favorite. Like 200 packages. Oh my God. Day. It's amazing. And so it's just her. I mean, it's true. I mean, Kayla has so much success as a businesswoman oh. and she never talks about it, but she is a complete badass in terms of, mm. of, of running a business You're my and understanding hype girl right now I it's love true. you guys love it's just it. true so she took this idea for she just couldn't find the guitar strap she wanted when she was an artist yeah and so her favorite color is sparkle so yep. she made these all the really sparkle. that's right she made these really amazing blingy guitar straps and Even now purple. makes she has these matte leather ones I wear all of them guys stud They're ones amazing but it's called Kayla straps and everyone huge in the music industry wears them Aww. Yeah, and no one knows that. We don't talk about that. They're actually yeah. also displayed all over town in yeah. really cool locations yeah. on guitars. If you see a country artist wearing a guitar strap that nine sparkles. out of 10 times, mm -hmm. it's, well, not even. like Yeah, true. She has some really cool guy straps or maybe some guys like sparkle, but if they yeah. don't, she's got options. Anyway, I just have to brag for a second because um, she has other businesses too. Like this is not her only business, but it's really freaking amazing. Aww. It keeps me really busy. I'm so grateful. Um, it's going on eight years, which I can't even believe that uh, it's completely, you know, when I was an artist, it was, I always said like I wanted to be on so many stages, but my thing, and you guys know this for me as a friend, is I'm so happy to let everybody else like share the spotlight with me that creating this company it's awesome literally getting to help others shine on stage like it is so and you're a little piece of that it's so yeah, nice and yeah and like oh my gosh my hands made that and we've been on i mean every every big stage that i can think of tv show movies it's it's been such like a blessing in my life just to see that that fruit grow and so during the holidays, I mean, That's she, I she yeah. makes these by oh, hand. Busy. You guys and don't so, see me. <laughs> yeah, so we don't see her because she'll be like, oh, I got 100 new orders today. And and it's true. It's like because they are in demand because yeah. it's amazing. It's an amazing yeah, product. Yeah, and this is, um, we didn't have help last year, but with everything shut down, it was nuts. Yeah. And when I say we, I mean me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but last year was the first year I, I didn't have any help making them. And then this year, um, I just kind of flew solo and wrote it out a lot of late nights a lot of late nights a lot of flakiness with hi my name is Mo. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay we all have we those moments it. yeah 
uh, yeah, but now it's like first of the year and I'm like, all right, guys, I did this, I did this. <laughs> I'm back at yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kayla Straps has been a fun company for the past couple of years. Well, what, what about said, your, your, you know, your goals outside of being a mom? Like I, we all know, I think what your main goals are as a mom, but coming into this new year, are your goals mainly focused on mom stuff or are they focused more on your stuff outside of being a mom? I don't know. Yeah. That's okay too. I, I like, I think for the first time, I, probably for the past six months, I've been kind of going through an identity crisis. Um, you almost had that a little later. I totally yeah, you did. That's yeah. so totally, true. Totally later because I think I was in such like a bliss with Loxley and and also one a of, COVID. Bubble. I was going to say one of the positive things that COVID brought was such a forced slowdown that I didn't really have a choice to focus on my career. I had a newborn yeah. and a shutdowns, and so part of that shutdown is. Um, you guys know I owned a wedding rental company for almost 10 years. We had every high-end luxury wedding rental item. And I sold that in 2020 because I just, that wasn't serving anything in my life anymore. And it was creating more stress than than anything. And so it, I took a big leap of faith and I sold that company and stepped away from that industry that I was a part of, you know, for years. Um, I well, was, weddings weren't even happening. Weddings right? weren't happening. And so I was just sitting on this inventory. Um, and right before that, I was in the process of buying a huge barn and renovating it and starting a show, renovating um, this barn. And so like, for me, it was running that aspect. And then kind of once that closed, I was able to focus on Loxley and Kayla straps and doing the interior design stuff. And what's weird is when I... I've always been a designer. I've I've done graphic design for years. I've been an artist for years. Um, I was a fine art major the five minutes I went to college. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so anything in the design world has always been a passion of mine. And so I got my interior designer license when I was doing all the shows, and I pursued that. And so I know how to be a designer on a TV show and be be an entertainment interior designer. And I feel like. Um, right before Loxley and right after Loxley, I was trying to dabble and doing that independently with like personal clients. And I had several, but moving on to this year, I will say what my goals professionally is. I, I don't even, I don't think that's something that I'm passionate about unless I'm able to the, bring the joy of the entertainment value with it. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think that's okay to like. Like you'd want to do it for TV, but I, not I as a I would want to like, do it for TV. Yeah. And I love doing it. I love designing, but doing it in someone's house all the time. Like I, I know for a fact, that's just not my calling. I see so many people doing it and I don't have passion to market it. I say no to most of the clients that are, I'm referred to. Uh, I've had some amazing clients this past year, but I've also had some that have really just like sucked me dry. Headaches. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, this isn't, this isn't serving me. And so I, I know I told both of you about six months ago, I'm like, I'm not going to take on any more personal interior design clients. I think if the right project came along, I'd consider it, but I don't think professionally I'm really comfortable doing anything like that unless, you know, it's for another show where, cause I, all of us, we have such entertainment personalities where we're very comfortable behind camera. We're very comfortable behind a mic. And I almost feel like it, what we offer this world, it's a disservice if we like hide those those little shiny things about ourselves. And so, um, yeah, my husband and I have gotten into real estate more heavily this past year. We've been in it for years um, with having income properties. And 
I think we're going to keep doing that. But I, I don't know what my next big thing is. I can tell you. It sounds like you're saying less. You're, you're saying I'm, no I'm definitely, more. Too. I, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. saying less because I, I'm trying to declutter my professional life. Yeah. It, maybe yeah. that's the best way to say it. It sounds like a theme. Honestly, what would be phenomenal is if we just found the right sponsors with Hi, My Name is Mom. And, yeah, that's true. And because this is so fulfilling to me, like, let's do a show. Let's let's do I've something. I've had a couple people reach out to me about doing a show with us. I haven't even got a chance to really talk to you guys about that yeah. because I think for a while it's felt like maybe not the right time. But yeah, well, that's a great segue into Jen because, yeah, I mean, Jen probably downplays so, so no it's so true though is that probably a show that you watch and binge jen mm-hmm. helped create in some capacity maybe. Yeah. yeah yeah and i mean we don't really talk about that but it's it continues to be true even in your mom life you yeah. still are developing shows are doing pitch decks are consulting yeah it's interesting you know i i was working like 60 hours plus a week with my first three kids and it was really difficult. Yeah. We used to just like steal a lunch here and there. It was really hard. And you know, I still did all the same things. It's weird. Like I still fit it all in, but I felt like I was kind of manic almost. Yeah. And when we moved to Nashville and we decided to move to Nashville, the goal for me was Evelyn is our last baby. She is our last baby. (laughs) She is our last baby. And I really wanted to kind of experience being a mom. And like you guys, like you guys know, I cannot, there's not a single cell in my body that will let me stay home and be a mom. However fulfilling and wonderful that job is. I need a creative outlet separate and apart from that, that is as important to my personality and sort of my, my story as my mom life and some women, I know we probably will get a ton of saying to mommies that are like, there's nothing more important than being a mom. Yeah, there is sometimes, you know, it's like being you, you, being who you are, being a human being matters. And part of my story is I have worked in television since I was a little girl. I mean, I went, when I was a senior in high school, my broadcasting teacher, because I started out in front of the in front of the mic. Like that was, you know, I was only behind the camera after I went to film school, but like I started out wanting to be in front of the camera. My broadcasting teacher in high school, um, she took us on a field trip to this spelling entertainment show that was shooting in Atlanta, Savannah. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so we went and I remember being like, this is it. This is what I meant to do. I meant to be in film. Like this is what I want. And I love television, but I didn't really realize, I think at that point in my life, that film and television coexisted that way. I didn't realize that TV shows were oftentimes filmed. And I remember stepping away from the group. I found the first AD and I said to him, I was like, I will work for free. Can I come and intern for you guys? This is like my last semester of high school. I can just, I can leave at two o'clock. I'll be here every day. And he goes, the first rule of entertainment is you never, ever work for free. Mm. And he's like, the second rule is I will hire you. You can be here any day you want. And from that moment on, I like fell in love with TV and it was as much ingrained in my soul as being like a, like a family woman, you know, and knowing that I wanted a husband and kids. And that was a very important part of my life. So to anyone out there listening, those parts of your life can completely coexist and should, you know, and you should feel like it's okay for them. to. You totally should. I mean, I listen, my professional life, I have sold probably over well over a hundred million dollars in television easily. And I've probably created, whoa, 
36 successful series that you have seen on TV, at, at least. And in that 36, I have probably also created 10,000 shows that never made it to air. That yeah. were some of them horrible ideas and some really good ideas like mine and Kayla's idea and mine and Corey's ideas. Like those are great yeah. ideas that never made it to air. We should but, just air some of the pictures from our so pitching. Like, yeah, oh yeah that no, would that would be, be really fun. Yeah. But I, you know, so when I stopped and had heavy, I, there was no way that part of my life was stopping. And it's very lucky because I think what I did um, full time as a development executive and executive producer and a sort of casting and talent executive, all of those things felt under my umbrella and I was able to take that and start consulting for companies because a lot of companies like to be very frank a lot of companies can't afford a me yeah they just yeah, can't they right. afford they have a lot of younger people they can't afford someone to come in and really structure development and sell 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 and I can take their products and and make them commercially viable yeah so that's what they pay me for and honestly I don't take on very much I would say in any given quarter of the year I take on like three presentations maybe and about five pitch decks. Yeah. And that doesn't include the stuff because I have a couple of girls that I am extremely close to that have worked in casting for me or worked side by side with me in development for a number of years, like 10 plus years. Um, and we create shows and, you know, they'll pitch them, you know, to production companies and we'll option them. And, you know, that's a really important part of my life too, because keeping my hand in all of that is, is really important. So I don't know. I stay really, I stay really busy um, but it's kind of on my own terms and I really appreciate this part of my life. Yeah. What are some of your goals with like your past success? Like how do you want to use those to like move forward this year? I don't know because to be honest with you, I started back, you know, I, I have been a PA on horror films. I've been a PA in like crazy little indie shoots. It like went back, I'm talking like, you know, 30 years ago. And those things, I really always thought that I was going to film school to like produce horror films. Like, you uh -huh. know, I wanted to work at like Miramax and Dimension. And like, that was my, you know, back then that was my goal. And there was a point where I realized that I somehow fell into a job at Comedy Central and I loved it. It was really career defining for me in a lot of ways. But um I, I, I also knew that for me, there was something a little bit missing, right? And so, so then you I, found true crime. I didn't. That's the, even the weirder part. <laughs> I knew I loved reality TV. I loved all the crap. And, you know, we used to watch I, The Bachelor at our we friends' house. Yeah, we Jen did. and I have done each other a very long time, and we yes. have watched a lot of reality yes, television together. And, you know, it's funny. I remember when I first started watching reality TV back in the early 2000s, and I mean during, like, writer strike time when everyone was, like, throwing money at reality TV saying it was just a passing phase. I remember looking at this company called Rocket Science Laboratories and thinking, I want to do that. They did, like, undercover, what was it, undercover fiancé and Joe Millionaire and Temptation Island, like, like the really the OGs. good Fox stuff, you know, like the real, like true Fox un unscripted shows. And I started working for them and I worked for them for, for a while. And then I went to a couple other companies and I fell into female ensemble, you know, shows like yeah, Real, real Housewives. Housewives and Thicker Than Water and, sh and shows like that. And I did a bunch of Housewives spinoffs also. And then from there fell into true crime. I don't actually like true crime. We've had a lot of conversations about how I feel like my career in true crime 
at least 25 of those 36 series are true crime. Like you've seen my shows on TV, hands down. If you watch ID or Discovery or A&E or Oxygen, you see my shows. So those things have such, in so many ways, adversely affected yeah. me as a mom and yep. made me super anxious that I don't know if I, I don't know that that's ever really a goal for me. Whereas horror is different. Is different There's because a suspension it's, of disbelief that's there. right. I've seen your horror films. By the way, I will tell you guys last Halloween, my kids, we were trying to find a horror film to watch. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And they're like, ooh, let's watch this one. You remember the name of it, don't you? Because I've told you this story. Was it House of Fears? Yes, it was House of Fears. Okay. Okay, so we're like starting to watch it. And my son, I'm only half watching because I'm like on my phone. My son goes, oh, look, there's Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So maybe yes. we just need to do some horror movies maybe together because I do. somehow fell into the horror world, it's which I so never funny. thought I would do. I, I would, I've done so many horror movies, guys. I've fought a scarecrow. Uh, you know, you have funniest, I am great. I have funniest uh, thing I've ever randomly came across was was it Dawson's Creek? Probably. You're like, I was a huge you, bitch. No, you're like the most anti Corey yes, character ever. That's you're right. like this super she, judgy, like she typically plays anti Corey character. Like, I'm always the like the antithesis of myself. Do you remember? So, do you remember her in Runaway Jury opposite John Cusack? Oh my gosh, she was we were watching goth. that, and jo- and I go, John, I think that's Corey, and he goes, No way, her <laughs> hair's dark. I'm like, it's she a wig. <laughs> it was just he's like, No way, her hair's dark. <laughs> <laughs> it was so movie funny, magic, right? Okay. Okay, I love so it. Well, that's a good segue with, into Corey. With, I was going to say, with it. all of like the acting stuff, and you've had some like crazy Great music voiceover stuff success happen recently. Yeah, at voiceover. What are like what are your goals professionally? Not mom. Yeah, professionally. You know, it's so hard for me to even get clear on what those goals are. I mean, in a perfect world, I love being on set. I yeah. love being on set, particularly for television. That's a little bit less crazy. Like if you're working on an indie film, you're working really long hours. It's really scripted it, television. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I mean, uh, if it was with you guys or with my husband yeah. or something, oh, yeah. I would be open to reality. But I also feel like it can be a relationship killer. So it's like, I mean, you know, I love flip or flop. I think and, we know too much to allow it to be a relationship It's so true. I mean, point. we said this when we were on a, on Today, in, Today Nashville, in Nashville. And it's true where it's like, I'm so protective of my relationships that I feel like all of us have been pretty ingrained in the industry, which makes a big difference. Yeah. I think if you're thrown into the industry, it's a lot harder to hang on to who you are. And we've all been burned so we know like I, I don't that that's a we're pretty grounded yeah we're right so grounded right so not it. that that's a complete you know yeah it c- completely negates the idea of like you know messing up relationships but I love doing scripted television I love being on a set I love being on a film set as well um I love you guys know I'm like I'm like Team, team, team. I love working with other people, collaborating. That crosses over into songwriting as well. I love all these things, but it's really, for me right now, it's about finding the time for those things. So for instance, I mean, I would love, I learned how to do music production and I'd love to get better at that, but it's just hard. I can't even get half a load of laundry folded right now. Right. So for me, it's about going, okay, what do I actually care? (laughs) That was Kayla burping. For me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what I, what actually makes me happy. 
Yeah. You know what like I mean? Which like of those, which I of those do buckets a, fills you more. Yeah. So I do a ton of voiceover work for my home studio and which my, my husband and I share ever since COVID. And, uh, that means that we go, we bounce back and forth. I don't really have a lot of time to just go, I'm going to write a song today because we share that space. And I love doing voiceover work. I'm very thankful for it because a lot of it I can do on my own time. I do radio imaging, which is the voice you might hear on your radio station. I've got some really cool stations I've just taken on that's going really well. And I love it. Um, um, but it also probably is like a great at home gig for me to be able to do. Yeah. Like I, I would love to continue doing it. I'd love to grow that side of my business. I love voiceover. I've got some projects I can't talk about yet that will be cool and I'm excited about, but I really love, I love work. I, I love being on a set. So Can we're I tell all you? saying that you want to get back into like producing. So we just something. need to create a project. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Back in front of a camera. I you feel it. Be on the set. Like, By the way, can I tell you one of my funny memories of Corey? You're sitting here with your please. legs crossed with okay. your legs over the edge of the chair. I have no idea she's what's like about to happen. She's like kicking her feet up in the air, right? One of my like earliest memories of you as a friend was when our mutual friend Amy was like, oh yeah, Corey, she, she's a foot model. Like, wait a second I was like what's a foot model is that like a fetish thing like what is Corey oh my god and no like Corey's feet do you know that it's like Corey's feet were the feet that used to like appear is it like Neiman Marcus or Nordstrom it was Charles like, David right Charles like David. so I did she was like the Charles David foot whenever you saw heels that was your foot I mean I was like modeling the shoes which is so Still, random it's I mean so I don't know cool. that's just one of those you know when you're an actor and you're trying to make money sometimes you'll just do the most random yeah, things foot models the awesome things I've I done I, you know and Same I got a lot I feel you there I was yeah. a Britney Spears impersonator see yes I love that I modeled for thenot.com when it used to be a thing for hair model and it wasn't even my hair my it was like wig. in Jen's face no, no, right I don't now mind. It's, a re- it's, a, it's a golden goose like I'm very excited oh is this is my first this is the most expensive I pair of tennis shoes I've ever I owned you guys are from my husband they're really cute I don't know if I can jump on board with those they're so cute though why do you I, jump on? No, I don't always, look that dirty. No, actually. they don't. These look I, really good. I've always. Do you want to try it on? Kind, kind of. Right, <laughs> Here, give her my shoe, Jen. Corey, what about my shoe? You want to wear it? Sure, I'll, I'll trade you. There you go. Oh wait, I need the other foot. Here, Hold on. Foot. Hold on. We're trading shoes right now. I, I need to. Maybe. I don't know if my foot's stinky. I have no idea. I don't think your foot is stinky. I have just like the little insert. I have on. I'm. This is how we became friends. By the way, I'm totally old school. My shoes are Coach. And I like your coach glitter. Uh, no, sorry, you stink. Like, you don't stink. stink. Oh, I thought you just and said, they're I'm like, sorry, I stink, Jenna. Like, oh, you wait, you're not supposed to tie these? No, no not. you do not uh, tie them. Okay, okay, I won't tighten it. Okay, these are actually, oh my gosh, my legs are so hairy. My hair is sticking out of the bottom of my jeans. You're, you're really good. You got one on that foot and one on that foot. Yeah, see, foot model right but there. But aren't these foot very model. suited for me and Kayla? Oh, like, yeah. how much are these, Kayla, and these are me? Oh, that's Very much Mine cool. are, like, tan. They look worn out. They're camo. Actually, they're camo. I just noticed that. Yeah, I they're thought. camo with, like, blue, blue glitter. On the end. You should post a picture and say, can you guess whose shoe is who? One belongs <laughs> to Kayla, one. Okay, here I you have go. the opposite on. Take Sure. Yeah, okay, ready? Miss Let's shoe model. Which on. one's which? Okay, which one's Kayla? Wait, you have to show the glitter show on me. Yeah, there you go. Do it like this. So, so anyway, they're, they're like dressy because I wear casual all the time. So they're yeah. like my version of buying Louboutins, which I would, you know, I'd never yeah. buy In for another myself. life, you would have worn. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And, well, yeah. and now you guys know what? I wear glitter sneakers all the time. Exactly. Like, since you've known me, I've worn glitter sneakers. So, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So, so 2022, back to 2022. Oh, yeah. For tw- like for me, it's more about um, kind of letting go a little bit. And my because I've been in the entertainment industry so long, I know you guys feel this way. I feel the need to make every moment count. 
because I don't know when the next moment of something coming to fruition will be. And that has really carried over for me. So um, I don't, I'm very lucky with our life now where like, I am okay to take a breath, but I'm not good at it. And that doesn't help anyone in my house. Me not being able to go, oh yeah, it's fine for me to just like chill the F out because kids happen to be out of school this week. I, I'm i not okay with that, right? Did like, you work through the whole snow break? Well, yes. So I have clients in, in my radio imaging world that, you know, once we were back from the holidays that I'm working for and I have to like squeeze in that time since my husband and I yeah. are sharing a studio, but, uh, and that's fine that if I need to work at night or whatever, but it's, it's outside of that. It's really like, what else can I accomplish? How can I help our household? How can I create job security? How can I yep. yeah. be productive? It's really that incessant need to, uh, be valuable yeah. to my family and feel valuable as a human. And that's ridiculous because I feel like my family that I grew up with and my family that I live with now give me the constant, like, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I know that I'm valuable to them. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, m- what I do in my career is completely independent of, of my value as a human. Sure. But that doesn't mean that the drive isn't in me. So right. when I'm, I, I, I come from this entertainment career that's like, well, you can't rest on your laurels. You have to be a self-starter. Like you're only as good as your last job. So you better get the next one. And so that's so ingrained in me from such a young age. I mean, I'm talking like seven years old. And so it's very hard for me to go like, meh, I'm yeah. just going to kick it. And I don't do well doing that so to me it's really about it's really about being like getting back to being my best self which I think is the version of myself that's really laid back and balanced well yeah it's like I'm laid back I'm balanced I'm like I I am I think at my core a really chill person I don't get upset very easily I don't get impatient very easily and sometimes when I have a baby waking up at three and then a three-year-old who is never in school and an eight-year-old who is like let's play another game and I adore (laughs) it and it also makes me feel like I need a minute yeah. and when I can't get that minute and I also don't have any room to have that creative space where I feel like my value lies it makes me edgy and I don't like that version of myself from I don't like it as like personally I'm like I know my husband doesn't love it I know my kids don't love it so it's like how do I get back to the person who can kind of let go of all the things I think I'm supposed to do and just be like you know what, if we just, if I do nothing today other than like hug my babies and have a snowball fight, that's fine. That is exactly that. the mindset that I've had to have too. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like letting go of goals. Right. It's I, like you have to just Not let that I'm not house, letting go of ambition. Let the house be dirty for a yeah. minute, you I know? I just told my mom the other day, so um, between, like Loxley and I had a sinus infection right after uh, Halloween and she kind of stopped napping as well as she was then and then going into having COVID in December we're out of whack but we still have a set routine where I still put her down for a nap even if she doesn't sleep the whole time like I I haven't broke that routine and so I've been holding her for these two-hour naps I haven't been like and she'll sleep on me but I can't put her down and I've even tried the 10-minute timer and in the past anytime I put her in a 10-minute timer she never beats it with like crying or anything like she always just goes down but it's been really struggle and so she's been on me and in my mind I I just had this conversation with my mom I thought these moments of me holding her while she sleeps yeah these years are like they're so short and so Mm -hmm. and so in my I, I just said you know what 
I'm not ever going to look back in 10, 15, 20, 30 years and say, I really wish I wouldn't have held my baby during her nap time. I should have responded to that email or I should have gotten back to this and this, or I should have done my dishes. Like you will, I I will never like what's not that I don't appreciate my customers, but what's one customer like email or one that I, that I have to respond to four hours later. Oh, I do that exactly. when 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 yeah. Teddy falls asleep nursing on me, and I'm like, you know what? I could just li- I could just sit here. And you know what the funny thing is, is that I actually feel like in the long term it's a good problem. I've known people. I remember talking to a friend in LA who had I I don't remember whether she was laid off. She had a good severance package. Yeah, and it's a, like and and she was like, gosh, I'm I'm a little worried about how it feels to not have to work. I'm like, oh, because you're so ready to get back to work. And she was like, no, because I love not having to work. I just sit around. I like sleep in. I watch TV all day. And that's like my worst nightmare. Me too. So I feel like, I feel like, you know, there's probably so many people who can understand what we're going through where it's like just being still. I sometimes wish I had the problem of like, I just want to sit around all day and watch TV. It's just never who I'm going to be. I wish I could be the stay at home version mom that um like sometimes I feel like John thinks I am where like I'm just like around the house and like I'm hope like I I would like that to be my narrative yeah (laughs) anyone listening I think we need to let go of like the goal setting in a traditional sense that that's right that's what like don't drive yourself nuts about it yeah yeah and just go what's gonna make make me happy yeah as a mom and as a human because i think it's a really fine line between like having dreams and setting goals you can set all the goals in the world but if you don't put a plan to it because i like putting a plan behind action i think i get really annoyed on a personal level i feel like manifesting has become such a trend of a Mm, word super true it's such a and and not that i like i am totally for it but the trend of it of oh just put it out there put it out there which go for it yes put it out there but dude like also turn around and put the work into the universe yeah like so it's sort of like positivity like now it's circling back to like what about toxic positivity you're never gonna keep up with all of the trends for being successful or getting the things that you want i sort of am like you i am a a crazy multitasker between work, home, kids, all the medical appointments, all the sports, all of that stuff. And then, you know, even like the podcast, I have to feel like I'm doing like four or five things at once. And I use, I mean, I use notes app for everything. I have like a note for everything, a photo of everything. And my husband is always like, what's the car tag when we're like parking the car? And I'm like, here it is, Yukon. And here's all the information. Here's the registration. Here's the car tag. And he's like, I could never be that that organized. I'm like, but I take one photo and it's yeah. here and then I never have to look for it again. Yeah, it's too. always here. Ooh, I so, use TurboScan for that. Oh, okay. That's an, I'm, oh, all, I'm yeah. all about the apps. TurboScan's no, amazing. for sure. Adrian yeah. uses that. Like I do that for so receipts, great. for uh, documents. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. No, those things are all great. And you guys know how I feel about a really well-constructed grid. I'm a grid oh, fanatic. Oh, you're so good with the grid. I have a grid for everything. Everything. What Even, she means is a Google Sheet. Yeah, or like a, a PowerPoint, but really I much prefer Google. I love that no. you still say PowerPoint all the time. <laughs> I know. I, I love any spreadsheet app out there. It's like for me, when I pack to go on a trip, I have a spreadsheet for every day. I've had to really be better at that because Jen will say, look on the grid, look on the grid, look on the grid. (laughs) And I'm like, what day are we releasing this? Did you look on the grid? (laughs) Did you see the grid? I am highly disorganized. And that I didn't realize how bad 
I was about being disorganized until having to be held accountable by two other people. <laughs> As an entrepreneur and running my own business, <laughs> I know the information that's in my head. And, and we don't know that. Right. That's yeah. so true. And that's so, so funny. So, so it's been a it's been a huge learning curve that I'm still failing and working on. So so example, so we were throwing our launch party and Kayla's like our party girl, right? Like she can throw a party like yeah. none other. And so then two days before the event, Jen and I are like is she getting waters? And I'm like, yeah, she know? my car. Like, <laughs> I have plates and everything. But so but I, she's uh, so used to running her own show. I yep. am. And I'm used to people showing up and being like, okay, this is what we do. This is what we do. And I'm used to working with highly unorganized brides. And so I don't even know. <laughs> well, I will say that. And so it's like, okay, I just, uh, I have it taken care of. And I, I, maybe as a goal for myself, it's just holding, not having you guys hold me accountable, but just having, taking pride in holding myself accountable to be more, I don't know, transparent with like checklists because I'm not good at check. I, you know where my checklists are on the, on the back of, uh, probably a water bill wrote down in some junk drawer in my house. <laughs> See, I do that too, but then I take a photo of it and it goes in my no, house. Do no. you have a tool that you use no, that you think is no. a good tool? Or are you like, I need a tool? No, I need a tool. Like, so when you're saying that, I'm like, dude, do you not So notes you can collaborate on. Actually, I, I should notes. find out. I yeah. did a collab, I'm trying. I, you did a collaboration that didn't collaborate. I, it didn't collaborate, <laughs> but it, the effort is there. That was it me, is. That was me actively like really trying. I'm, I'm trying guys. I'm a work in progress. That was so fun. Yeah, I think I can share my Trello boards so we could do Trello boards and drag and drop things that have been completed Done. if you want. Done. So apps are very. Yeah, and honestly, we're inching up on an hour here for our first episode yeah. back. And, and it's you don't really, want to edit. So it's <laughs> no, I said that. Don't put that on her. I asked that question. <laughs> I got you. I think I it's it. fine. I think it's fine. But what I would love to know is. A, what are our listeners' biggest goals for this year? Or what mm -hmm. are you trying to let go of? Maybe a goal is trying to let go, like all of us are. And then the second thing, did I say A or did I say one? I don't know. Because should it be B or two? Thing. I don't know. I, B and two, both. I'm really B two. B two. It's like bingo. <laughs> um, do you have a tool that you would recommend? Because I think sometimes it's so simple to go, here's something that helps my brain organize you know what okay so i'm gonna also throw in i am really considering getting one of those skylight wall calendars do you know about those no i do not they like link with your phone because you know we have the skylight like the frame. grid but different it's not like the grid but different <laughs> it's like it syncs with your calendar okay so each of your children every day all of their activities are color-coded because like if you i mean well here's the problem both of our husbands work for apple that's and so they true. hide that we are not privy Freak. to calendars no they hide really? everything oh no it's so secret so i'm like if there's an, a meeting added no. ty has to physically add it to our own calendar if i know about it yeah it's true so and, and the other problem is i have like here's a tuesday like look at this yeah, that's so a it's lot. like it doesn't I need a way to separate each kid mm -hmm. because they all mm -hmm. do have their own little devices and yeah. I need to be able to look and see these are blue, these are Charlie, these are purple, these are Ava. You are like these our color-coded... I have yeah. to be. I am a producer. You know what's really funny? The, the Some people in my neighborhood like love to give me shit about 
you know, because I plan like some of the events and it's like, I have literally rescheduled our neighborhood luminaries like five times <laughs> due to rain. And and I, I really am like, you guys understand, this is like the smallest thing I have ever produced. I am used to working with 5,000 details, 180 people. Like it, these are like tiny things, but I have to still attack them in a very- Producer-like way. Yes. And then I'm not going to say that I won't cuss this year, but I am going to try to greatly reduce using the F word in front of my kids. Oh, I just will be so sad if I don't get to hear you on the phone. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. So can we pretty much say that our goals are to like, Chill the F out. Yeah. See, I didn't say it. I just said oh, F. Yes. Uh, random. This is before COVID, but I've given up coffee. And I'm really proud of you. By I the just. Way. Uh, out of note, like I, it yeah, wasn't intentional. Because of COVID. Yeah, it was because kind of the COVID and I just don't have a desire for it. And um, and so I'm like, maybe I'll give up alcohol too. All right. <laughs> you know what, Kayla? I support you in anything you do. <laughs> I support you too. My fingers are crossed. Okay, well, let us, yeah. <laughs> let us know your biggest tools for setting goals. Let us know what you're letting go of. Let us know what you are trying to accomplish because maybe we can even help you get there. Yep. Like, yeah. you know, if there's any way we can ever help our listeners out there, we are 100% in. Uh, the way you can help us is to follow us, share our podcast. Like, or if that's, you have a company a that you want to like- Give us a ton of money. Great. Or just like- I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she's not. Okay, remember, we're not editing this. But seriously, like, um, I, I think it's important to be transparent about like where we are. If you have a company or know a company that you think their brand will go well with us. Yeah, like, uh, and they have to legitimately to align. align with us. Yeah, because- We I, say no a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're definitely, this season, some of our big goals as a podcast is to, you know, pick up more sponsors that align with us and that- And if you don't want to hear sponsor reads and stuff like that, go follow us on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. So we appreciate anyone who is uh, following along with us so far and catching up on our podcast. And happy 2020! 22! Did I say 2020? Yeah, 2022. Guys, I've only had half a bottle of Misho. Okay, bye. Bye! Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville boutique hotel whose mission is to give back to the Nashville community. As of 2021, Mission Hotels have donated over 100,000 meals, showers, beds, and supplies to those experiencing homelessness in Nashville. Visit missionhotels.com to book your experience today. Your name is Mom.